Welcome to the second Business of Property podcast. I'm Simon. And I'm Stuart. We're both property people running our own businesses. This podcast is just us chatting, as we often do, about anything and everything property. So in our last episode, the, the first, uh, we were talking about some of the properties that Stuart and I have been to, to look at recently. Um, I thought perhaps we could uh, expand a bit on that and talk about uh, what we actually look for as we go around a property, or, or perhaps smell for in some properties. <laughs> well, I know. So, do, do you want to start us off, Stuart? <laughs> well, I know, I know that you look for priest holes. Um, <laughs> I don't know what a priest hole is. I visit convents and brothels. <laughs> so, we did a lot of learning on the first episode. <laughs> possibly not the best of learning, <laughs> <laughs> and possibly not very generally applicable. <laughs> yeah, yes. And not child friendly. What do I look for in a property? It's a good question. For me, so my key strategy is houses of multiple occupation. So um, if we wanted to be more corporate about it, we could talk about shared living, co-living spaces. That's what I look for. Um, And that's what I'm looking for. So typically, I'm looking for houses with more than two bedrooms or a house where we can create more than three bedrooms, three or four bedrooms. So that's the first thing, I'm looking for space. Do you, do you tend to look for, do you tend to look at the floor patterns and see where you can knock down walls and rearrange walls, or, or do you tend to prefer properties that have already got the right number of rooms and, and walls in the right places? Well, it's a, it's a really good question, and I think you've probably started at the right point, because obviously before I'm even looking at the rooms, I'm looking at the, um, the property types, and generally I'm looking for Victorian houses. So if, I, if we're talking about search criteria, I, me, I like um, period properties because I'm thinking about the end as well. I'm thinking about, okay, if we need to sell it, what can we then do with it? Um, so, but that doesn't mean I always buy houses. I've recently put an offer in and had an offer accepting on a masonette uh, to a three bed flat. And when I look at the value, obviously I'm looking for a value, and I'm thinking about value by room. So, if I if I then take a price, if, if the price was two hundred thousand and it's four beds, and that's the maximum it will be, I know roughly each bedroom is costing me fifty thousand pounds. So that's how my mind works, and then I think that that's way too high. I would never spend fifty thousand on a bedroom because I won't recoup that. Okay, so that's how I'm thinking about it. So, um, what was the question that you asked? <laughs> do, do you look for for floor plans that are ready made suitable for an HMO? Pretty do you, much, do you look for yes. floor plans that you can go yeah. in and attack with a hammer. Yeah, ninety percent of the time, for me, the floor plans will pretty much remain. Other than what we will try and do is put on, on suites into the room. So when I'm looking at the floor plan, I'm looking for space. The convent, which I mentioned in our first episode, yes, I've definitely sat there on the train and looked at where we could put walls to create rooms because some of the uh, the, the floors are, are quite big open spaces, which is great, but obviously we want to turn that into bedrooms. So for me, yes, it's about space. Is there enough space in the house to do what we want to do? But that's only if if I've calculated that by the number of rooms and total price would work out for us to, to generate profit in X number of years. So that's, that's the sort of first thing I'm looking at is is it a period? Has it got a bit of curb appeal? Because I quite like that, even though it's not super important. That's initially what I'm looking for. So, for you, in your strategy, you're more buy to let. 
Yeah, I, I'm. I keep it simple. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I'm very much looking for, for single letters for my portfolio, and I, so far, I've erred away from knocking walls down, and focus more just on sort of light refurbs. But the the idea of heavier development, actually knocking walls down, has always appealed to me. Uh, I quite like the idea of being able to take a two bed, for example, and, and turn it into a, a three bed. Mm-hmm. If there's space there, perhaps move a bathroom around or something like that. And so I, that, I do look for that kind of deal and I would like to find that kind of, of uh, project at some point. Yeah. But, but so far I've, I've stuck with simpler ones. So my, my search criteria at the moment are for two beds or three beds um, houses. I, I tend to steer clear of leasehold um, just for again try and keep life simple yeah <laughs> um, and I'm looking at the, the two beds and the three beds for uh, either keeping as a two bed or three bed or the potential of turning the two beds into a three bed mm-hmm. and, and then increasing the, the potential rent there um, but obviously if you've got the heavier um, upfront costs you, you have to have the extra cash to put into the deal in the first place yeah. even if you might later be able to, to remortgage it out it's probably going to be some while down, down the road so in those scenarios you, what you think you're thinking you put the, uh, the kitchen in the in the front room so you're looking at properties where you can put the kitchen in an open plan living dining area is that how you do the ones I've tended to look for or ones that have tended to appeal should I say are ones that have had the extension at the back and have got a massive bathroom on top of their kitchen <laughs> and it doesn't need to be a, a massive bathroom so you could turn that into a bedroom and put the bathroom between um, a couple of the bedrooms somewhere either still in that extension or, or in, in the main property area mm. and they're, they're the ones that I kind of feel have got a, a lot of scope yeah. uh, available yeah, you, and how about you do you uh, get tempted to move bathrooms around? Not often, but um, I am close to completion touch fabricated wood on a on a what currently a one bed flat in sort of near central London in Croydon where we will be moving the kitchen into the main living area. So it's a flat in a purpose built block which is and it's a, it's got a lot of space. I think it's 50 square metres I think it's about 50 square metres so it's, it's quite a big pla- uh, quite a big flat and the living area is huge so the, the plan is actually that we'll bring the kitchen out of where it currently is turn that into a bedroom actually it'll be a bedroom bedroom with a dressing area and a shower room plus bathroom so it'll be it'll go from one bed to a two bed with a bathroom and an ensuite which will bring a Hopefully, a lot of value into the property. So, um, but that's taken. When did we put the offer in? April. So we put the offer in in April, and since April, we've been working with the managing agents of the property to make sure that we could do what we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of risk on our side because obviously April to now is six-ish months. It's a long time to be buying property. It's a long time to buy a property. Obviously, the market's where it is, so but we think we're buying at the right price, so we're, we're happy with that. But 
it, it's a risk because I've got you know money waiting to go into that property, so the money doing nothing. But also, we've had to pay for, as always, everyone wants their their palms crossed, and the managing agent surveyors are no different. So they want you know, a grand here to have a look at the property. So we've probably put fifteen hundred ish pounds into this property already, which. Heaven forbid the vendor said, actually, it's taken six months. Screw you guys. If he walks away, we're, you know, we're, we're down. But as you know, as, as investors, we're kind of making sure that we're going into this eyes wide open. Yeah, I mean, it's better to spend and potentially lose 1,500 quid now than spend, I don't know, whatever, it's probably a couple hundred thousand buying the, yeah. buying the flat and losing all of that because there's no, no extra value in it and, yeah. and the market's heading downwards. <laughs> so, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, while it, while it sounds risky, it's, um, it's actually the smaller risk of the, <laughs> the potential approaches. That's exactly it. So it's, it's, um, it's riskier, but there have been times where I've lost closer to £6,000 across two properties where we had surveys done and we spent a bit of money. The properties could have been very nice, but we'd learned things about properties that we just weren't happy with. And on the face of it, you know, six thousand pounds is a lot of money. You know, I could feed my kids for quite some time, no matter how much chocolate they eat. But relatively speaking, if we were going to invest fifty to a hundred thousand in these two properties, you know, initially in terms of deposit, stamp duty, etc., etc., refurbishment, that six thousand pounds then becomes less significant, and I come away from those sort of things with a little bit more. Uh, uh, you know, come come away with more relief than feeling like oh, I've thrown money away. I feel like actually, yeah, we're safer. Yeah, great. Mm. I think my daughter would relish the challenge of eating her way through six thousand pounds worth of chocolate. <laughs> They'd give it a go, though, wouldn't they? I fear she'd make a pretty good go of it. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> um, I wouldn't think you've bought an auction before. I have. Yeah. Did Did you spend money up front Mm. on properties before that so I've getting surveys and stuff done yeah on this one so funny enough I'm going to an auction this Thursday and you just reminded me I've done nothing so I've got my own two properties if if I like them it's going to be seat of the pants stuff but it'll be for the right price so but yes on that one um, but the, the, the property the auction I went to before I ended up buying the property for £543,000 um, which was a 13 bed property, two properties and one freehold actually. And yeah, I had the legal work done up front. So yeah, I mean, so obviously you're going into an auction having no idea what you're up against. And that felt a little harder actually to spend a couple of grand on legals, which is what it was because of because of the property it was. Spending pre- pretty much two grand, I think. That feel that was a lot harder knowing that I'm entering a situation where I might want to buy the property, but someone else may get it. That felt more like throwing my money away. Well, on that particular occasion, was there much competition for it? Well, interestingly, no, because in something I had banked on, so I actually had considered this, it was for a property in the southwest, a property down in Plymouth, but the auction was in London, central London, uh, literally so in and around Mayfair. So my, what I was banking on was that if there were people in for it, they'd either be on the phone or remote, i.e. online. And if there were people, there'd be very few. And that auction, funnily enough, there were two people that were just 
going at it on the auction and then it got to about 500 and then it was going going and then I came in and then it was just me and another guy till I got to the price so it was still talked up quite a bit um, after you entered the, uh, the mm. fray yeah I mean I can't actually remember what price it, it came out it, it, it could have been five. it could have been 520 I can't mm. remember but all I'll say is it, it, I was virtually at my ceiling when I, when I bought it I was, I was virtually there I think it was like right this is this is probably the last the last time I raised my eyebrows were, were you uh, were you feeling excited and carried away with the uh, I emotion of an auction prob- probably I think so yeah I, mean, it's, um, I went to an auction before with no intention to buy anything just so that I'd get a sense of dress rehearsal yeah <laughs> exactly yeah because I like that I was like that with a you know like that with a marathon just ran a marathon on my own just to, just to sense feel like, like and it was the same with the auction just wanted to sit in the arena <laughs> and uh, the auditorium and feel what it would be like in that situation and I have to I, I did steal myself as in you know as a right okay this is my limit and I'll stick to the limit if I'm being really honest I would probably have gone over that limit slightly just mm-hmm. because you do get the right I want it thing but I knew that above a certain price it just wouldn't have worked and I don't just work with my money I work with investors money so that would have that would have suppressed any desire just to yeah, you've got that extra bit of responsibility. Yeah, yeah, it, it would have kept my ego in check. But um, uh, I'm uh, at the beginning of this episode. Um, I thought we were going to talk a bit about um, how we look around properties and, and what we look for, and we've got slightly distracted. <laughs> so just before we finish up, I thought maybe we could try and circle back. So I'll, I'll go first. Um, so when I when I go into a property um, that I'm looking for. For investment, if I'm because I'm generally looking for uh, light or lighter refurbs, I'll I'm not looking for the really awful properties, the ones that are absolutely dreadful, or the ones that need to be stripped back to brick mm. or, or whatever else. Um, so I'm generally looking for properties that are okay. Um, so I'll, I'll look around uh, each room. I'll typically look at sort of corners of rooms, look for for damp and things like that. Um, look for marks on ceilings. Uh, and I'll, I'll also um, check out the, the boiler as I'm going around, uh, see see how, what sort of state it looks like it's in and how old it looks like it is. And the, the radiators, what they're, they're like, check their arse on. Um, uh, I'll look obviously at the state of the kitchen, but not, not just the, the surface of the kitchen, but also sort of inside the covers if I can and mm. see what they're like. So often you can keep the backs of covers if, it's, if they're, they're reasonable. Mm. Um, uh, what about you, Cyril? What do you look for as you're actually looking around a, a property? Yeah, similar. I think for me, I do a lot of opening and closing windows because when you've had issues with things, you, you start looking for these things. And a lot of the, the properties I look at, that they're, they're, they are residential or formerly residential properties that are period properties. I They're old. And unfortunately, a lot of them have PVC windows and things. So one of the things I always look at, I just go and open and close windows because, you know, one of the biggest costs I've found having developed a couple of properties is the bloody windows, you know, putting window frames, replacing windows. So 
I won't do every window, but a couple of them I'll have a look at, I'll open and close, and if, if they don't open, for example, that's a big, that's a massive problem. And it's a big problem for anyone, but if you're doing, say, a single buy to let, okay, we can replace a window, you know, but we've all got, obviously, regulations that we need to adhere to, and obviously, people need to be able to open windows. So that's a, that's a big one for me. I'll, a lot of properties, first thing I'll do is I'll, I'll cross the street, have a really good look at the chimney stack. That's an excellent one, yeah. I always like to have a good, Good look outside the property before before I go in, yeah. and uh, and to move through the back garden, try and have a look from the back as well. Have yeah, a good, good look over the roof, check for any missing tiles or good one is like that. Yeah. what's in the what's in the gutter. I mean, if, if the gutter is yeah. full of moss and grass, that, that will tell you there's going to be a problem because obviously not it's not draining water. So where's the water going? Uh, have the roof tiles been replaced recently? More often than not, and the property I'm looking at, they haven't. But actually, if the if the top of the roof and my, you know, my terminology is rubbish, my builder just laughs at me, but you know, on the top of the roof, if, if it's in a straight line, or it's, if there's some curvature at the, on the roof, then you know, I'm thinking about, does someone need to look at that to let me know, you know that, that I'll put that on the survey so you have an extra good look at the, at the roof. So I'll start on the externals first, because there could be some damp in the house, which is actually just the fact that the gutter hasn't been cleared and the water's collected and come down into the bedroom, which we could immediately say, oh, it's damp, but it's, yeah. no, there's just a leak. Yeah. Uh, right. but, and then all the things you've talked about. I mean, I think that, you know, the thing you talked about, which I probably don't do often enough, is look at the boiler. But then it's probably because a couple of the places I've done, I generally replace them. Yeah, presumably you're looking for higher capacity boilers if you're exactly. in Yeah, so I think that's a really good point because, it, because again, boiler, big cost in terms of Weighting of biggest costs, windows, boilers, roofs, for me, in the last five years, have cost me the most money. So they'll be the ones I look at first as well. Uh, other than that, I think uh, you know, good things around the kitchen cupboards, because like you, if we could keep the, 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 the cupboard frames, but just replace the doors, yeah, it means minimal cost, minimal effort, uh, quicker refurb, everyone's happy. Yeah, do you tend to look for anything in particular that might, might help you with price negotiations you go around? Or, um, I think um, my, my feeling of looking in corners and things and looking for, for damp patches and things like that is, is partly towards that, looking for the small things that are easy to, to fix but um, you might be able to point out in a negotiation. It's funny because I don't really approach it that way when I'm looking at property. I think when I approach property, I generally have an idea in my head what the value of the property should be. And it was a question I was thinking for you as you were talking, because we've kind of got into what you look at in the property when you're going to go and look at the property. And maybe one for another episode is how we get to that stage. So what would make, what does it, what criteria does a property have to meet for you to go and look at it? Because before you get to that stage, whether we know it or not, we've ticked certain boxes so good point. won't go into it here and now, but I'll look at the gross yield first. So because that's a, that's the simplest calculation. What's yep. what's my approximate rent, annual rent divided by the property value? If it doesn't meet my threshold, I just scroll to the next one. If it does, then I'll then do the next check, which will be I look at uh, net yield. So estimate my costs or, or rough margin. And then if it meets my net yield threshold, then I'll start looking at it properly. Then I'll probably look at the photos in a deeper fashion and then I'll think about the next step. So that's why I was just interested to think about what you do before you even go and look at the property. 
Yeah, good question. And um, I will normally do quite a lot of desktop research. Um, so uh, a small plug for, for my business, Pat, I have my browser plugin in place. So um, as I'm looking around pockets, I'll get an instant um, estimate on, on yield. So yeah, you're right, I look at that straight away. Um, but then, generally, if that's not too awful, I'll look at um, I'll look at the floor pan first. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm, I quite like basing my view of the property on, on a floor pan, um, and then when I go to the, the photos, I'll, I'll sort of picture them in place around the, the structure of the property. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, after that, um, I look at street view. Have a look at the, the street if it's not what I know well anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, look at satellite view of the area as well, and again from Google Maps. Uh, because you you can spot all sorts of things from that. Mm. Um, whether there's I don't know a sewage works next door, for example, mm. or that, that sort of thing. Um, uh, and only after checking all of those things will I then then consider um, doing more detailed yeah. calculations and sort of a, um, a profit forecast and things for, for the vital scenario. Yeah, there's a there's a really good little. It's not a trick because it's there for everybody. What well, one little thing I love on Street View is the fact that you can go back in time. So on uh, Google Maps, it, it there's a little um, slider, little slider on it. So obviously, it, it, the last time they did a, a Google recording of the street view, whatever that is called, I can't remember right now, it will say, so it might have just done one in um, September 2019, so it will say September, September 2019, and it will go all the way back to say October 2009. And actually, if you slide that, it will go back through the various images. And I find that really useful if it looks like, for example, and again, this comes through experience, the property I bought had a change of use. And I can slide back, if I go on Street View, if it's been there, I can slide back and actually see what that property was. So it could have been an Indian takeover, which wouldn't have mattered at all to the one I was going to buy, but sometimes, equally, if I'm looking at a property and there's something on either side of it, what was on either side of it? And you can actually just get a bit more of a sense because I, I mean I've had it before where a property because they, when when estate agents when anyone takes photos they're going to do the marketing job so they're going to give you the best presentation they can possibly give yeah. on the photos it looks really good but like you if you do your research on uh, street view and you look at what's opposite that might tell you a better story <laughs> <laughs> than the, just the face here of the house and, and and that time street view has helped me on a couple of occasions. To work out what went on. That's brilliant. I, I didn't know about that. I don't know how I've missed that. <laughs> I, I've written code that interacts with Street View and presents Street View in all sorts of custom ways and things, and I've not spotted that. How have I missed Yay! it? Yay! <laughs> I've given some value. <laughs> <laughs> right, on that, I think we should uh, we should wrap for today. Um, if you'd like to know any more details about Stuart or myself, um, or any links that we may have mentioned in here, I'm not sure if there's anything we can uh, include, but we will if we can. Um, you can find show notes at thebusinessofproperty.com.